Hey everybody, welcome to the final evening here at Salt Fork State Park. You are listening to the Ohio Bigfoot Podcast, brought to you by www.theohiobigfootproject.com. You can also find us on uh, TikTok for all you uh, younger, hipper kids. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. And for all you uh, older you know, guys who like barely get on your phones, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me there too, there's like a bunch of places that you can find me, but the easiest way is just go to www.ohiobigfootproject.com, look it up, and everything is right there, including the YouTube channel and all the other stuff that I always forget to mention, because I'm on way too many flipping platforms at once. That's what happens. Okay, now tonight is a different episode than normal because there's a small group of people around me and I have a list of questions here beside me. So, over the years, many people through hunting camps, through um, just backyard outings, have always sat around the, the campfire, you know, and had a really good discussion. And a lot of times, even though they might not be Bigfoot enthusiasts or Bigfoot investigators, I've heard the word Bigfoot pop up in all those conversations. Now, sometimes that happens as a passing joke. You know, I'm off to the uh, outhouse. Oh, don't let Bigfoot get you. You know, and then sometimes it's legit conversations, which is usually by all the cool kids, you know, the uh, Bigfoot researchers and investigators, like the people that I'm surrounded by tonight. So, uh, with that... What I'm going to do is I'm going to deal out a question as if I am dealing a deck of cards. So I'm going to deal to my left and then I'm going to turn right and each person is going to have, you know, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll try to keep it around two minutes or so to give their opinion to what the answer of the question is and some of these questions are kind of serious and some of them are in my usual personality and a little bit snot-headed but you know that's just the way uh it happens and if you don't like it well do your own podcast this is my podcast so there you go i'll even explain it to you how to set it up not really, because I really don't like giving a lot of directions, so I probably won't. I'm just saying that. But anyways, you get the point. So first of all, I do have to mention one thing. King Bill Rigby, thank God, has went home, and we don't have to listen to his answers tonight. Ouch. Thanks, Bill. I just got hit with an acorn out of a tree. So, um... Yeah, King King Bill, he went home, he, he took his ball and left, uh, he don't want to play with us anymore, and he, he took that, that vicious, hateful, spiteful animal dog of his, that hellhound that tried to eat everybody in camp, and, um, nah, I'm just kidding, I like Atlas more than I do Bill, so anyways, we're going to get onto these, uh, I'm just going to deal these questions out, and we're going to go around, and I've got a very short list, but I figure by the time, you know, three, four, five people, you're going to hear a lot of answers, and uh, the cool thing with 
you know, we all have the same interest. And the great thing or cool thing is that there is no right or wrong answer. It's simply that person's opinion. That's it. So if you're listening to this podcast and you get all bent out of shape out of someone's uh, answer, I don't care. Keep it civil. You know, if you feel the need to hide in your mom's basement while eating a pizza and sit behind your computer screen and tell us Bigfoot researchers what it's really like in the woods where we all happen to be sitting, do yourself a favor. Unplug your computer because we don't care. Okay? this is We're just here having fun. That's it. Plain and simple. So... I'm going to deal out the first question, and as we go around, I want that person to throw their, if they they don't have to, if they don't want to, but they can throw their first name, they can throw their last name, or they can say, my name's George Washington. If they don't want to play the hand they're dealt, that's fine, they can just say pass, and pass on the question. You don't have to participate, it's just a if you want to participate kind of deal. Okay, no one's sitting here under gunpoint. Really? Put the gun down, Josh. Okay, no one now no one's sitting under gunpoint being forced to give answers to these questions. Okay. So I actually need a little bit of light. I got one, two, three, four, five people around me, plus me. That makes six. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight questions, nine, ten questions, times six. That's a whole lot of answers for a little bit of questions because I'm not a mathematician and figure it out yourself. So, that being said, we're going to get started. You don't have to worry about speaking up, speaking loud. The microphone is set perfectly to record a blue whale blowing air out in the Indian Ocean. I will pick it up. So, don't worry about it. And I promise you the recorder will pick you up. And if not, well, maybe your answer wasn't that important anyways, and we don't care. So, we're going to get it going here. Now, I know I've said we're going to get it going about four or five times, and I'm going to say it one more after I say, don't forget to check out www.ohiobigfootproject.com. Get on the YouTube channel, watch the videos, check out the TikToks, because I'm a jerk, and not everything that goes on TikTok goes on YouTube. Not everything that goes on YouTube goes on Instagram. Not everything that goes on Instagram goes on Facebook. I want you guys on as many social media platforms as I am, because I have to post on them I want you to have to watch them so here we go starting with question one going to my left what in your best opinion within roughly two minutes is the Bigfoot smell now before I I let him answer that question just want to throw it out there very commonly give you guys a baseline many many times with Bigfoot sightings um, or with just a closeness even if there's not a sighting a Bigfoot in your general area there's a very foul smell it's kind of like a rotting dog that's soaking wet and um golden skunk cabbage so yeah it's a very grotesque and sometimes it's very 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 strong sometimes it's very 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 mild sometimes it's not at all so now you have an 
idea of it's like your dog your dog doesn't stink you let it out in the rain it comes inside holy crap okay same basis same basis wild animal you know bigfoot's not sleeping in anyone's living room he definitely is not sleeping in my house because he probably snores so josh what is the bigfoot smell in my personal opinion i uh, a really really strong uh ammonia smell mixed with skunk Okay, where does it come from? I think it's from the pituitary glands, uh, kind of like the silverback ape when they uh, put it off as a warning. That's what I think. Okay, okay, alright, 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 alright. Now, you gonna play the hinder pass? <laughs> what is the Bigfoot smell? I haven't experienced it yet. Uh, but I'm sure it's going to be awful. Alright, dealer pass. Or I haven't smelled it either. Alright, dealer pass. I haven't smelled it either, but I've seen plenty of them, but I don't know. Some people say they smell it when they see them. I haven't. Alright. I just smelled it down Buckeye Trail, and to me it smells like a strong musk. Okay. Okay. All, right. All right. Well, I have smelled it, and I definitely agree with the strong musk. Now, I'm going to throw out a, a theory out there that I've heard that I don't know 100%, but I was told, and it's not the reason of the Bigfoot smell. Okay, it's not the culprit behind it. It's like a continuance of it. But I was told because it only happens in the fall and in the early spring, but not so much in the summer. But I heard that as a bug repellent and parasite repellent because it is absolutely loaded with phosphates that Bigfoot will roll in skunk cabbage and that when they come out of a fresh patch, they're a little smelly, but it, it's not a defense. I mean, yes, it, they do have the glands. I absolutely believe that, okay? I'm not saying it, that it's not the glands. I'm saying this is like an additive beyond the glands kind of deal. So, all right. Back around. We're coming on to question two. What? Do you think of all the travel routes there are, all the, the different railroad tracks, power lines, hiking trails, biking trails, snowmobile trails, equestrian trails, the Erie Canal, roadways, old roadways, abandoned railroad beds, what do you think their favorite man-made travel route is? I would have to say uh, all abandoned uh, of all the above. If they're abandoned and you don't get a lot of activity on them, I think they're more likely to take that because it's the uh, path of least resistance to go that way to wherever they're going. All right, all right, I dig it, I'll take it. I'll accept that answer, I'll accept it. Alright, favorite man-made travel route. I would have no idea. We are still learning about this uh, 
encounter here. Oh, all right. What do you got, Bob? I would say equestrian trails. You're going to go equestrian trails. Hitting the horses. Okay, okay. I would say power line cut-throughs or pipeline cut-throughs because they are the most remote. All right, all right. That's a good one. That's right. Um, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I agree that I think it's a, a little bit. Now, I would say that there's probably more sightings on power line cuts because power line cuts are more readily available than, you know, there's not a, a an equestrian trail going through my backyard. There's not a the Erie Canal is nowhere near my house. It's over 40 miles away, but there are power line cuts, or you know, everywhere. There's quite a few of them right here around us in the park. So I would say with the power line cut being the most readily available, but I agree that any like Josh said, any unmanned, barely used. But I also do. Think think some similar used because every year at least when I researched it and I occasionally still hear of a few reports that Mohican State Park they do the 24-hour Mohican it is a 24-hour mountain bike race through the park that is several miles long and every, almost like every year every other year there's like at least two or three sightings by the bicycle teams someone on that team riding that uh has an experience an encounter okay favorite oh shit i about favorite bigfoot celebrity Ooh, we've only been in this about six months and the two that i that i really, really learned the most off of is, is corky and mike all right, all right, good man, good man. And the meetings we have too, as well. He could have said Mike first, but that's all right. We'll accept it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mike and Corky. All right, okay. Now we're talking. Now we're talking, Alec. <laughs> well, Mike's really knowledgeable about it. I'm gonna have to go with him because these TV celebrities—they all suck. I, I like that answer. Definitely acceptable. <laughs> to me, he may not be a celebrity, but the. The most informative is Josh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Someone's had a little bit too much wine tonight, but that's all right. It's all right. My favorite of all time. And I call him a, a celebrity because he's the big foot. He's the grandfather of um, the foot track is Dr. Grover S. Krantz, who I... Uh, the late Dr. Grover S. Krantz, who I had the very esteemed privilege of meeting and hiking with right here at Salt Fork State Park. And the big guy knocked me down a hill. But, yeah, great guy. But he, Dr. Jeff Meldrum now has his footprint collection. It was Grover S. Krantz who took that first dive into the 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 collecting all the tracks that he could get from every part of the world for comparison okay now this is going to be a hard question not hard to ask but difficult 
to answer in the way of coming up with a number. And it wouldn't surprise me the least if everyone said, I have no idea. But how many Bigfoot sounds are in the Bigfoot vocabulary? Honestly, no idea. No idea. All right. I'll accept that. It's a tough question. No idea, Mike. All right. I don't have any either. All right. I've only heard about three different sounds. Three different sounds, okay. I, ha I would have no clue. How many big How many sounds does a Bigfoot make? How many sounds? Uh-huh. All of them. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Well, my answer is... I've heard several. <laughs> four. They make an aggressive sound, which can be an array of sounds. They make a submissive sound, which can be an array of sound. They make a passive, aggressive, uh, fight or flight, and they make a um, passive, aggressive, submissive, fight or flight. So four categories, but as for their entire vocabulary, no idea. But that reminds me, oh, wait, 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 little project I've been working on on www.ohiobigfootproject.com. That's right, the Bigfoot vocabulary where you can go listen to the recordings. But guess what? I haven't recorded them all yet. And I probably never will. I'll die before I can do that because there are way too many. Okay, Josh. We've all seen the big plywood cutouts of the big feet everywhere, right? They're, they're, they're right here in the park, or you're, you're driving down the road and some jerk on uh, Route 60 puts one by the side of the road and puts two red reflectors in the eyeballs in a 30 mile an hour turn and you almost wreck your Honda pilot because you get the crap scared out of you coming around the turn. You know those cardboard cutouts, the plywood cutouts. Do you think Bigfoot enjoys seeing his own silhouette like that? I would probably be mad if I was one. Alright. Because you think about it, there if you're if say you're an alpha male and you're walking and that's your territory alright. and all of a sudden you see a cutout and it looks like you if you think of natural animals that are uh, territorial, but it's an alpha male, say a, a wolf as an example, it's going to try to fight it or it's going to destroy it. I like that answer and I will definitely accept it. <laughs> you think Bigfoot enjoys seeing its own plywood silhouettes everywhere? I don't think so. You know? I think, I think like Josh, I think they'd destroy it. Yeah, they're in tear it apart. They wouldn't want to tear it apart. I'd have to agree with Josh. Yeah, they they wouldn't be too kind to it. Okay. <laughs> but why haven't they tore them up? Good you question. know what I mean? Maybe oh, maybe
exactly what Josh is uh, talking about. I've now, of course, I've never witnessed this with Bigfoot, but before, like, um, after the rut has really set in strong, I have seen a buck deer beat the crap out of my 3D target. And I mean, he beat that thing. He knocked its head off. He took apart the joints. He got his antlers on it and he ripped the things to shreds. However, after I put it back together with a little bit of duct tape and a whole lot of love, and I set my target back up, a while later there was a spiky come in, a little, which is just like one year past the button buck. And he tried to breed my target, but he was young, juvenile, but yeah, so the older buck ripped my uh, target to shreds, the younger buck, well, he, he, he um, tried to do something else to it to shreds, so, okay, now this is definitely a guess question. And I mean, it, it's a shoot from the hip type of answer. How many Bigfoot do you think exist in the United States east of the Mississippi River? Probably more than tens of hundreds of thousands. Tens of hundreds of thousands. Okay. Alright. I'm going to say a lot, but I don't know on the number. You don't know, you know. Okay. I have no idea. No idea. I say it'd have to be at least over 10,000. At least over 10,000? I would say probably way more than that, but we just don't see them. Way more than that, we just don't. Okay, well, actually, I'm right in line with that one. Because, yeah, I, it's an obviously an unknown number. But I think they are in the hundreds of thousands, and I think we just don't see them because in the world of primates, getting from baby stage to juvenile in the wild is only about a 7% success rate. With wild turkeys, it's less than 2%, but we still have wild turkeys. They still thrive because there's enough of them around in whole to keep the population of the nest that are destroyed. So I'm right in line with that. All right. Uh, last two questions. And for you, what is the most fun thing about Bigfoot? The people in, uh, that you meet and uh, getting out in the woods. All right. All right. All right. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. You hear all the question, Mike. What's that? Didn't hear all the questions. What is the most fun thing about Bigfoot? Not knowing when he's gonna come and say surprise. All right. All right. <laughs> the unknown factor. I dig it. Yeah. Looking for signs and sights and the tracking and the yeah. hunt. The, the hunt. The hunt. The, all right. The meeting the people. That's. Uh, 
searching for them and then finding something that coexists with them. Okay. Okay. For me, it's the people too, but it's like meeting people like Josh that is so informative and researches everything. He's not a BSer. Yes. He has facts to back up what he says. Um, and I just like learning okay. from him. So. Okay. Well, that's pretty close to where I'm at with me. My absolute favorite, favorite, favorite thing is the science. It's the the recording that vocalization and what is that thing saying? It's finding the footprint. Where is that thing going? Where is it coming from? And why? Why is it doing what it's doing? Why did it choose to step here? But there's this little snitty thing that when I'm bigfooting and like if I walk up on top of a ridge I like to look down and I like to look around and I like to wonder am I the first person to ever stand in this spot throughout the entire history has anyone ever been here that's something that always pops into my mind but for me it's definitely the science and the people, because, you know, without it, what good is the science? It doesn't do any good to have those answers if the only person you got to talk about it with is yourself. Okay. Last question. What is the most scary thing about Bigfoot? one charge you on all fours. Okay. Okay, being charged on all fours. Which I've seen a big foot on all fours and I've seen them on twos and I gotta admit I do have a preference for two instead of four. Alright, most scary thing about big foot. The roar. The roar. Okay. Okay. Don't know where he's at. Don't not the unknown. Alright. And you're an expert on that Mike. Yeah. The size. The size, okay. Yeah, absolutely the size and the elusiveness of not knowing. You know something's watching, but you don't know what. Okay, okay. The size, the elusiveness, the roar, the unknowing. I dig it. And for me, it's the same answer of the most fun thing is the science. Because when you, when, when you find that track and you follow it and it goes right to the back of somebody's house or it goes right up to your campsite or it goes 15 yards to the side of your car leering at you through a little crack in the window and making you almost piss yourself. It's the the pursuit of the science, and it sounds, this is going to be the most, probably dumbest thing you've ever heard, but it's something that we as Bigfoot researchers have all heard, is that it is so weird to go out looking for Bigfoot. It's fun, exciting, it's scary, yes, but what's also the exact opposite of that is when you get the answer 
when you get the, you go out to record a vocalization but then when one screams it's like oh do i really want to hear that you, you go out to get that sighting and you see one and it's like damn why did i look i didn't want to see you know it's it actually finding what it is you're after so all right folks well that wraps up this podcast weekend here at salt fork state park and uh in the spring in april bill rigby will be i know i know the guy's name is on everything he'll be having a camp out here in april yeah blah 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 and mine's more awesome and blah 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 and yeah so there will be another camp out in a few months and no we don't only do this twice a year we only do it here twice a year there are other places okay because every night i go camping in my bedroom so okay it's where i sleep okay and i i have to turn on the stove and make this thing make fire to heat up my my steak and my ramen noodles so every day's camping we just do it indoors all right well this wraps up this episode and we will see you all well, actually won't see you because you're listening to this through speakers and i ain't got to look at your mugs so yeah I, you will hear me later, okay? Let me, y'all, y'all will hear me later if you choose to continue to listen to the podcast, which you better. Because right now there's old FBI guys tracking your IPs to make sure you do. And if you don't, you're going to be getting a visit from some people. That's all I'm saying. Peace out.